0: Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I am your host, songwriter Matt Targa. Thanks for joining us. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones, or as something that simply lives in our everyday background, our guest today is a New York City-based performer, songwriter, and theater maker. That would be Angela Sclafani. She has independently recorded and released three solo EPs, History, Your Ghost, and Blossom. Last year, her original song, Your Ghost, received first place in the 2019 Great American Song Contest's Adult Contemporary category. And this year, 2020, her song, History, was a Session 1 finalist in the 2020 John Lennon Songwriting Contest. Angela's theater work focuses on untold female stories and includes her song cycle, Passion Project, Love Songs from Woman to Their Work, which featured a lineup of Broadway stars and an all-female eight-piece band in its premiere, as well as her original musical, The Other Side of Paradise, which she wrote, co-produced, and starred in. Angela is a 2019 Fred Ebb Award winner, a 2018 Richie Jackson Artist Fellow, and a 2018 Jonathan Larson Grant Finalist. She earned her BFA at NYU's Tisch School of the Arts, and for any additional information that you'd like to find out about Angela, you can find her at www.angelasclafani.com and you can also find her on social media at Angela Sclafani. For our conversation today, we're going to be discussing Fiona Apple and her fourth studio record, the idler wheel idler wheel was recorded in los Feliz, california and released back on june 19th 2012 on epic clean slate records and was produced by fiona apple and charlie drayton incidentally in 2020 the album was featured at number 213 on rolling stone's list of 500 greatest albums of all time so without further delay angela welcome to cover to cover thanks for coming on the show
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to get to talk about Fiona Apple. I always love talking about her.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, where did this begin for you? What what inspired you to choose this particular record from Fiona?
1: Well, I first became aware of Fiona when I was in high school, and she already had her three albums out. Um, she had these three records that I was able to sort of devour as a high school student um, with you know all of my teenage angst. And her poeticism really spoke to me, her use of melody, her contralto voice. Um, and the sad part <laughs> was that I couldn't go see her live. She really sort of hides away um, in between her records. And so I I found, like, I just had discovered this great thing and, you know, I I didn't know how I was going to connect with the artist, but it just so happened that after my freshman year of college in the summer, her newer album came out, The Idler Wheel, and I was able to see her in concert. Um, I went twice in New York and um, that was a really... Uh, a special moment for me. That's what. That's why I chose this album because it was the first time I was able to connect with an artist um, during such a, uh, you know, a, a wild time, um, which is the chaos of college. I was in art school, um, uh, studying to be a- an actor. So actually, I ended up using a lot of these songs for various projects that I had, um, and I felt like this album. You know, all of each song, um, when I go back to it, really brings me right back to that, you know, 18 years old, so confused, (laughs) so chaotic. Um, and, And Fiona Apple really just captures that like nobody else.
0: We're talking with Angela Sclafani here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka. And uh, Angela, I'd like to ask if you can recall exactly uh, the venues where you first saw Fiona perform in New York.
1: I saw Fiona perform at um, the Beacon Theater.
0: Oh, right. I right. think I saw yeah. her
1: at the Beacon Theater twice, but I'm, or maybe it was Terminal Five the second time. Yeah.
0: The Fabulous only, venues, yeah.
1: But the the funny thing is that I went alone both times because I just didn't know anybody else that really loved Fiona Apple like I did. Um, and I did not want anybody bring me down. I wanted to, you know, to me, it was like, this is going to be like a religious experience. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. she's the only artist that I really felt that way about. Um, and I... I just loved every, every moment of it. I just thought, I think she's such an incredible performer. And, and actually, I remember at the Beacon Theater, Questlove, who played on her album, um, uh, which one is it? Well, anyway, he plays on one of the songs in her album, um, on, on one of her older albums. And he went up there and he played the song with her, <laughs> um, which I'm assuming they hadn't done it since they recorded it. Oh it's the song not about love. Actually Zach Galifianakis is in the video. It's really a great watch. <laughs> um but yeah, so so I, you know, with things like that happening at her concert, it's just, you know, it's very in the moment and you you just see her sort of going through it as she's performing which really appeals
0: to me. You mentioned Quest Love, you know, performed on one of her earlier records. Can you tell us who some of the players are on the idler wheel? I want to say that one of the main collaborators for her on this was a Charlie Drayton and he's incidentally, he's credited as quote unquote CD while Fiona credits herself as (laughs) Feedy.
1: I'm looking at this right now. Yeah.
0: That's kind of clever. Yeah.
1: I mean, what I, what I love is that she often, Collaborates with her sister, who is a more of a cabaret style performer, and her name is Maud. And um, she, in this album, sings with her on "Hot Knife" and does. They, they always do these really tight harmonies together. Um, and so, so that that was a really exciting collaboration on on this record. And and in the newest record that she released, they do a really Beautiful, intense harmony, as well on her song "Newspaper." Um, so I think it's really great that the sisters can you yeah. know, collaborate in that way.
0: Staying on Hot Knife for a second, does I I I was revisiting the music video for Hot Knife. Does Mod appear in the video? Or, yes. Or, or Fiona and Mod are they are they twin sisters?
1: They're not twins, but they okay. do look a lot alike. Um, and I do believe that she is in the video. And it, I mean, it's just, it's really, I think, sweet that they, they work together in such a serious way.
0: Yeah. You may have mentioned this a little bit earlier, but when you, when you discovered Fiona, when you were you know in high school and, and moving, moving forward to college, did you discover Fiona, the artist, you know, on your own, or was there you know, perhaps a, a, a mixtape or <laughs> some sort of a playlist that, you know, that you had kind of found you. And that's possibly how you discover. how did you discover Fiona as an artist?
1: So when I was in high school, I just loved finding new music. Um, I was like very hooked to my iTunes. And um, there was actually this website, and I don't recall the name right now, but you could type in an artist's name and this visual would happen where it would branch out and other artists would come up. Um, And I had seen her name. And so I I just started to look her up. And as I got more and more involved, I mean, her lyrics just immediately spoke to me, drew me in. I think I was looking for that kind of um, raw artistry. I, I, I assume that some of the artists that I probably put in um, were like Sarah Bareilles and Colby Calais and, um, which I still love all, all of those artists and Nora Jones um, and St. Vincent. And so as, as you know, those names branch out, here comes Fiona Apple. And starting off, usually the first song you'll hear is Criminal, which is just, I mean a really like fun, scary song. Um, but then as, as you go on, I, I think that there's just so much to discover with her music. It's, it's really complex. Um, and it takes a while. So I think that really appealed to me.
0: Do you think that the idler wheel is kind of a departure from her previous three records? Or do you think that she is breaking some new ground with this effort? Cause there was a little bit of a delay um in its release and i'm wondering if so it was just a little different for the label to try to pick out some songs to really to reach reach more of an audience or what um or do I you f- think that this I was f- a sound that she was working towards all along
1: i think that she it was a period of time where she did hide away a bit from the public eye um and she was in her house a lot. And you can hear that on the record, which is something that I, I just love. Um, you know, she has a tendency to play percussion and make instruments out of, you know, a box of, I, uh, you know, popcorn seeds or, or something and, and, mm-hmm. um, or a zipper. And it's very much like a patchwork quilt when you listen to this record, which I love. And, and I do think it's a bit of a departure because in the, records before, there's almost like a circusy quality to some of the strings and the, the sounds that they play forwards and backwards. and you know it is a little bit trippy um, in, a, in a fun way and it's a little it's a little bit of like an organized chaos um, which you know her her working with John Bryan, it, it, you know that that makes sense. But with this, I do think that being away for so long, she got to really find an organic sound. And, and I, I absolutely loved that. And she definitely did that again in her, her latest album. So that always excites me because she's, she's really involved in all of the sounds she's making. It's super intentional. Or, or, or it's, um, you know, a lot of it is she just is playing around, but then she'll keep it. I just love that about this record.
0: We are talking with Angela Sclafani here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarkas, specifically about Fiona Apple and the idler wheel. Um, what are some of your favorite tracks in this album? Would you like to cover a handful or would you like to literally go uh, track by track? We'll be guided by you.
1: Well, maybe I'll start with every single night because that's the first, that's the single um, and it's the first track and it just came at a time in my life where I was really searching for some sort of answer as to why I was feeling so many, I guess, scary emotions. I I, I was trying to figure out, you know, my mental health. And it, it was a, a huge strain on, on me and very confusing. And to hear her singing about her brain and, and the way that her mind works and the way that affects her 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 days and and who she is um that was just groundbreaking to me it's it's not pretty it's parts of it i mean i mean it's a, a beautiful song but what i love is that parts of her music you know are she she doesn't always hit the right note like on purpose you know she really i think gets into the the character of the song and makes things, puts an edge um, on certain things. And and the video that goes with it is is just so odd in the best way. I mean, the image I have in my head is just her with this like, she's this like octopus, this like squid on yes. her head.
0: <laughs> yes. She's almost in this, um, almost like a planetarium at one point where you have all of these people gazing down on her and she's, and you can really feel that that type of anxiety that that comes from being, you know, in the limelight I would imagine if people are just beaming down on you so to speak in that in that context.
1: Yeah, it's it's very visceral. That's what I love about her music. It's very visceral. And I also really, you know, as a songwriter, um I think that she's one of the most influential artists for me, um particularly in her lyrics and, and the way that she uses rhythm in her lyrics. I think that she has a really interesting way of, of just fitting so many different words that, and, and the melody winds up and down and around. And she uses just really imaginative words. Um, I'm just, I'm just looking at the, at the, the lyrics here. Um, and I just, I'll, I'll read just a little bit. Um, so that just the first line every single night I endure the flight of little wings of white flamed Butterflies in my brain these ideas of mine percolate the mind trickle down the spine swarm the belly swelling to a blaze That's when the pain comes in like a second skeleton Trying to fit beneath the skin. I can't fit the feelings in every single night's a light with my brain I mean, it's just I think that (laughs) <laughs> it's it's just so much. I mean, it's so much. And actually, I ended up having to I had to do for, for this show that I was um, part of. I, w- I was a writer on it, and it was for NYU. Actually, it's called the NYU Reality Show, and it's um, like sketch comedy musical that was created to advertise this hotline that we have um, because the mental health at NYU and at various colleges across the country and the world. Um, it's, it's difficult. There's a lot of pressure. And so this show was created and students write it and perform in it. And I was, you know, I was writing a lot about depression and anxiety and all of these different topics. Um, but we also had to do different like assignments. And one of them was to choreograph something alone. And I am not, I wouldn't call myself a dancer. I'm a mover. (laughs) Um, but I, you know, I said, I'm, I'm just going to do something like really pedestrian and like weird. (laughs) And (laughs) so I, I chose this song and it was really fun because it's just has such a specific character to it. So I, I just, I think this is a a great song, but it's not my favorite, um, on the record. I think that my favorite would have to be werewolf. um,
0: Track three, yeah. Or no, uh, Uh, excuse me. Track six. Track six, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I just love, I mean, also her like heartbreak songs really, really appealed to me (laughs) as a a teenager. Um, And she just uses really, really strong metaphors. And this idea of, you know, I can liken you to a werewolf the way you left me for, for dead. But then again, I provided a full moon. And she just goes on and on. She, she even, oh my gosh, the, the bridge. Um, she says something like, you made an island of me. And I think it's a volcano imagery. I mean, her imagery is just, it's fantastic. It's like you're reading um. A novel like like Hawthorne or something with
0: yeah yeah with the, the lava of a, vo- a volcano uh, shot up hot from under the sea. One thing leads to another, and you made an island of me.
1: I mean, it's just yeah cool. so spectacular and emotional. And she actually uses the sound of um, kids screaming in a playground that she happened to record one day on a walk and you can hear that in it and it's 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 really fascinating how much it adds to the song.
0: I love the line it's it's very it's very in your face in some ways. Nothing wrong when a song ends in a minor key. Yeah. <laughs> There're a lot of there are a lot of people that are against that type of resolve, you know.
1: I mean, what's so cool about her and something that I really like to play with in my music too is that you know, she'll get super poetic and take you on this ride and, and you know, you're going with her, you're going with her and then she'll throw in something so simple like that. Um, she's very witty and very, um, and maybe at sometimes I guess can be cynical or, um, but, but the, the simplicity of something like that against the complexity of the metaphor that she builds throughout the song, I think is, it just makes that, sort of line packs such a hard punch, which I, I think is really, really smart.
0: Talking with Angela Sclafani here on cover to cover with Matt Tarka about Fiona Apple and the idler wheel. What's next, Angela? What song would you like to talk about?
1: Um, I think that I want to talk about anything we want, um, which is track nine because, it just has this amazing like cacophony symphony of, of all of these percussion sounds that she basically, it it feels like they patch it all together. And, it, um, and, and you can really hear her as if she's in her kitchen, like hitting various pots and, and stuff, <laughs> um, which I love. It's so human. It's so, and like, it is so pedestrian in the, in the best type of way. Um, And this song is just, you know, more about letting loose and and having fun. It's a a really, you know, cute love song.
0: If I'm not mistaken, right around the time that this recording was out there for the public domain, she had secretly gotten married to a, a, a French photographer that was unnamed for a while. I was wondering if perhaps that, you know, that relationship was somehow... Informing the song, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. Most people probably do not, but I, I wonder if this might have been a, a reflection of that relationship.
1: Well, something that I love about the way that she writes. Um, just, I mean, a bunch of interviews recently came out about her, and then there were. I, mean, I think one was in the New Yorker, and it was like such a or, or it, it was such a fantastic article. Um, and she talks about how the songs sort of change meaning about, you know, who they're about as she's writing them, you know, she'll write a line here, she'll write a line there. So it could have been that this song started out, you know, about a, an older relationship and turned into that one. And I think the through line is, is her, which I, I, th- I think is really beautiful because the way that's what someone means to you changes with time anyway i'm i'm thinking about (laughs) this is a different artist but i'm thinking about it reminds me of lucy dacus in one of her songs um her song night shift she sings something like um all of the songs i hope all of the songs sound like covers dedicated to different lovers or you know something like that
0: that's great Yeah, yeah
1: um there's something about that that i think is really is really fantastic
0: I really enjoy the imagery in in this song i I, I really enjoyed the line I looked like a neon zebra shaking rain off her stripes yeah. I don't know why I just that just it, it just has this free flowing type of spirit to that line it's just so it, it's it's just beautiful
1: I think that she really challenged me to dig deeper in my lyric writing um because the Images she comes up with are are just fantastic. And and you can tell that that's not something that is born out of writing, you know, in five minutes. Like, this is something that these lines, I think that a lot of them she works on for a while. I mean, and that's what she's said. You know, she writes various lines down and keeps them um, and goes back to them, which is not something that I usually do. But I, I, it, it makes me push harder. You know, that line doesn't feel if I write a line, I'm like, that's too easy. Don't take the easy rhyme or don't, don't, don't take the easy way out. Cause look at what Fiona wrote, you know? <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> My, that makes a lot of sense as to why she seems to take her time between albums six or seven years go by and okay, cool. Here's an, here's another record.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that right now. She's like living in Alabama with her best friend And just like hanging out. She doesn't like being in the limelight. I think that she felt really rejected by Hollywood and and the music industry. And that's, I mean, in her, I highly encourage you and everyone to listen to her her latest album, um, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, because it is phenomenal. Like, it is incredible. And it actually caused quite a stir when it came out, which usually... Fiona comes out with an album and it's like rated really highly by, you know, the, the magazines and the blogs, but you know, her fan base listens to it the most. She, you know, she has her, her small, not small, but she has her like really dedicated fans. Um, but what is so interesting about the new record that came out um, was that she actually did record it all in her home. And, which, you know, is not, is not dissimilar to either wheel, but she was supposed to release it, I think, maybe now. But when the pandemic really took over in, you know, all over the country, she decided to release it early. And it directly spoke to the feelings that people were overcome with you know, in being in quarantine, being in isolation. So I believe it came out in, you know, April and everyone was, <laughs> I'm saying everyone, but it's, I mean, I don't know, but I, I mean, I was on Twitter and things like that. And so many people were, you know, saying fetch the bolt cutters. So that, that was really cool. Um, she sort of by accident, you know, just giving the fans music was able to reach an audience of, new people that really needed her.
0: Um, There is a lead, correct me if I'm wrong here. I believe the lead single has that line that she sings over and over again, kick me under the table all you want. I won't shut up. I won't shut up. Is that, is that one of her new songs off yeah, of Fetch the Bolt Cutters? That's,
1: uh, yeah, that's um, off of Fetch the yeah. Bolt Cutters.
0: I can't remember the name of the song off the, the top song of
1: my head. The song is um, yeah. Under the Table. It's called Under. It the is Under table. the
0: Table. Okay. Yeah, all and right. she's um, yeah.
1: Um, she's she's talking about you know I didn't want to go to that party, <laughs> and you're you're making me listen to all these people, yeah. and if if I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say something. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I would, she sings, I would beg to disagree, but begging disagrees with me.
0: (laughs) How many of us have been in that scenario where you want to say something and you just have to sit there and bite your tongue because it's not your house or your apartment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's why I love, I just feel like Fiona Apple um, is like that raw animal inside of of us, (laughs) you know, inside of me for sure, where she just can like, she has these biting words and these biting feelings. Um, and actually I, I think that I was putting my own, I, 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 was able to sort of put my own story onto some of her songs. And, um, that really helped me ex- express myself. And, um, certainly in theater school, you know, I, I, I used, a, I, I did use a bunch of her, I'm thinking of even more instances where I used her music. Um, just because it lent itself to performing um you know it's it's definitely something that I think any actor would love to to take to take on which which I love
0: you said her vocal range was it, it is a certain type of alto what which what was it I can't
1: yeah people it. refer to her as a contra alto which is just like a very very deep alto voice Okay. Um, but she also goes, you know, up into the sky. You know, she's a really wide range that is so unique to her voice. Um, and I, I I just think it's such a interesting way to record music, especially when artists today are very auto-tuned and it sounds perfect and everyone sounds the same. Um she really just lets it all all out there, and 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 definitely has made me less of a, a perfectionist in my vocals when I record. You know, I, I definitely want to would rather have the take that is more emotive, um, that has you know scratches in it, than than the one that is you know super pure um, in tone.
0: We are talking with Angela Scalfani here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about Fiona Apple right now in her fourth offering The Idler Wheel. Um, Angela, are there any other tracks that you would like to discuss in great length? Or would you like to talk about cover art?
1: Oh, cover art. Yes, let's go to cover art. Was because cover art? this cover art, I she drew this. And actually the album came with a little booklet of her lyrics and little drawings that she does and um, a couple of like postcards with like cool images of her, um, really, like really artsy stuff. You know, honestly, very much in the vein of another artist that I love, Joni Mitchell, who also in her, a lot of her cover art um, and booklets um, had included images that she had drawn and, um, and the, the cover art, I mean, I don't want to say strange, but it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, it's this face with all of these intersecting lines and it honestly feels like the song every single, every single night. You know, I would say that this is a, is a great representation of that song. Um, and this image means so much to me because I, you know, purchased my, concert, uh, shirt there when I was there at, um, now I'm thinking maybe it was terminal five for, for this, this concert. And I, I still have the shirt and I, I just love it. <laughs> I love it so much. It just, I, I love to be able to like proudly wear my Fiona Apple shirt because you know that anybody that's a true fan is like, yes, that's so cool. Cause it's really, you know, specific. So you get, you get to, um, find those fans. And, and honestly, when I do meet somebody else who is like a Fiona, like lover, you know, you're immediately like, great, we're going to be good friends. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know it's up, you know, we know it's up. I mean, when you're really interested in an in artist as a whole, you know, these little renderings that that they put out with their albums, you know, means so much. It's such an, it's such an exclusive insight into who they are, you know, to get a drawing from somebody, to get, to get something that's another medium from an artist, I think is so interesting. And it's something that I don't feel is encouraged by our society usually, or by the industry as much, Um, especially when it's so, Different, you know, visual and sound, usually, I I feel like if it's, it's, you know, someone's a singer, then they can be, you know, then they're, now they're an actor. But, you know, artists, you know, can do a lot of different things. People are multi-talented. I mean, look at the artists of the past, you know, uh, Da Vinci could do so many things. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really appreciate it when artists, Put out other work from you know other other mediums. It's it's really brave. It's really really brave, especially when they're so proficient in in one medium. I mean, Joni Mitchell is just an icon, and she puts out her paintings, she puts out her drawings, and she includes it um, in her work. and And I think that that's really admirable, and I I I hope to see more of that from artists.
0: Yeah, it it seems like cover art does get a little lost at times in the you know with digital releases but it's i agree with you i I think cover art should be more part of the the day-to-day you know conversations again when when it comes to to music releases you know not just to potentially get an idea about what a piece of art is trying to portray but also because yeah it definitely demonstrates you know multiple facets of you know the creator's talents i think that's just a really it's it it's crucial to really understanding of a, a piece of art as a whole and uh it, what's what's also you know nice to see here and you know anybody who is listening to our our conversation here might be interested in knowing that the idler wheel is wiser than the driver of the screw <laughs> and or and and uh yeah, and whipping cords will serve you more than ropes will ever do.
1: That's, that's the, the title. Whole, that's,
0: that's, that's the whole title. Yes,
1: <laughs> and that's not her longest title, not by a long shot. The um, her oh my goodness, uh, when the pawn that album, the title is takes up the whole um, cover art if you actually take a look at it. <laughs> um, and I love that. I think that that is so fun. I mean, I I think that it it is disappointing. I mean, if I had enough money, I would not have done three EPs. I would have wanted to do, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, I think that there's something so beautiful about, um, a, a full record. And actually I now have, four of the vinyls um from Fiona the one i'm missing is really rare apparently cuz it's a lot of money on ebay <laughs> um that's ex- um, extra um oh, extraordinary machine um but i as i've been in you know quarantine and, and just basically isolation uh here in new york um I've gotten really into vinyl records again, and there's something, you know, so special about having the physical recording and listening to one side and flipping it over and listening to the other side, um, you know, with music, a lot of the time they you know, especially now everything's digital. So you don't have that physical, I mean, growing up I had like, you know, it was CDs, and I would go to Best Buy as my favorite place <laughs> yeah. and I would go and I would get my CDs and I had, I would carry around like my whole CD case. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, when you put a CD and you're in it for, you're, you know, you're in it for the long haul. And, and then again, you could skip to, to different things, but I, um, I think it's so special to have an artist's, um, vinyl records. I, I love that that's becoming a thing again. I think that we, we long for that sort of analog, um, aspect to music. I, I do think that there is something special in, in being so deliberate that you have to take the record out and, and put it on and, and put the, the needle down and you have to have the record. Um, I think I'm thinking about that movie and, and show High Fidelity when, uh, the lead character has so many records, just like stacked all mm-hmm. over. Um, mm-hmm. Rock Gordon,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. I mean, I loved the, I loved the Hulu one because I love Zoe Kravitz. I think she's just like the coolest. Um, but that you know, if that is such a a great vinyl record lovers um, show and movie.
0: Interesting connection with Zoe Kravitz, by the way, because her mom is Lisa Bonet, and Lisa Bonet makes a cameo in the uh, the movie High Fidelity.
1: Yes, she does. I know. Yeah. I know. Yes, yeah. She's one of the one of the women. Yeah, yeah. And and I feel like they did that with the the Hulu show. They really um paid like homage to that movie but at the same time they were like but we're in you know 2019 whatever whenever it came out um so we're going to we're going to update it too um i think i just think it was so well done um which you, you never know how it's going to turn out but
0: for sure well we've been talking about Fiona Apples uh the Idler Wheel Angela Sclafani thank you very much for being on the program i enjoyed learning more about Fiona Apple i enjoyed learning more about you as an artist. And uh, this has been great. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. It was really fun to get to talk about Fiona. Always, always a pleasure.
0: Hey, thanks so much to Angela Sclafani for taking some time to stop by Cover to Cover today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcast, whether it's Apple, Amazon, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. Take a moment to tell your friends and tell your family about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That'll certainly help us appear higher in those search results. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at cover to cover conversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song and shared a good moment with us today as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover.